also, we could talk about the self-destruct sequence because that was another thing that I have questions <laughs> That was about. another oh, scene that like Those went way long. <laughs> Those real Those complex, complex passwords. <laughs> One, two, three. Blow up the ship. <laughs> so I, that's, that's the code I have on my luggage. Hi, I'm Paul. I'm Abby. And I'm Chelsea. And welcome to 3 to Beam Up. Today we're going to talk about Season 3, Episode 15, Let That Be Your Last Battlefield. Riddle me this! <gasps> Two sides of a face, one black, one white. Who shall we say is doing it right? <laughs> I'm so happy that that's what you said. <laughs> I told you you'd regret it. I Wait, do. You I said do you better kind later. of had something to bring us back. You had something planned to bring us back. I did. I thought of it last night when I was watching the episode and I couldn't stop myself. <laughs> You made the right choice, Abby. That was the correct thing to do. We all support you. In I mean, decisions. we have to acknowledge that the Riddler is in this episode. So I thought I would do it early. That is fair. <laughs> okay, that wow. was a good point, And I'm glad. I'm I glad. was just going to make a point about Shuttle Bay and um, how <laughs> we should really only talk about Shuttle Bay today. So That's fine. I mean, we can talk I, about, I would the shuttle about Shuttle Bay. I mean, that's really all there is to say, but... Um, but wait, can we let's can we start at the beginning of this episode? Because I know we don't no, do this The beginning of the episode is Shuttle Bay, but... Um, no, the beginning of the episode is, is the bridge, and it's talking about... It's Science Corner. So, is the whole planet under attack by a bacteria? Yeah, it's a... It's a... It's a plot device. It obviously. is. So, okay, so it's, is this, like, a flesh-eating bacteria that's going to eat all plant and animal life? Well, it doesn't have to eat the flesh to be devastating. Shh, I want it to be a flesh-eating oh, okay, well, okay, okay, um, I'll, I'll play in this space. Uh, yes, Chelsea, it's possible that that is true. And it can be gotten rid of by crop dusting from space. Um, I mean, seemingly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I wasn't really sure. I mean, this is later, but I wasn't really sure how they were cleaning the planet. And they said they were going to de- disinfect it. So yeah, I know, but do they just have a lot of Lysol on board? Or? Yeah, it's going to go down and uh, scrub, scrub everywhere. How did Does they it... get all that Lysol during a pandemic? Man, I can't find <laughs> that's, any. Yeah, that's the first problem. But the second problem is, wouldn't it make more sense to just give everyone like antibiotics? Um, presumably, it could be. Um, it could be a. <laughs> resistant strain of something okay so it has to be crap does it but it's weird because it affects everything if it's because they said it was going to destroy all life on the planet so it affects the plants it affects the animals it affects their own bacteria yeah and that visual of the Um, planet was like it didn't so yeah i don't well did they they actually say the words plants or did they they said all life yeah so i think that's one of those uh, i mean they were writing this on the side right this is like a f plot (laughs) <laughs> um, this is like a ticking clock that kind of is right twice a day maybe um yeah this is one of those ticking clocks that they're just like oh yeah we're supposed to be doing this thing and that could that could be anything okay um, i'm fine with, i'm fine with to letting your point, it go <laughs> to your point you are making very good points Jesse. <laughs> it's fine i love that 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 planet abby did you did you not like the visual on it 
No, I liked it because it was like dirty and then they hmm. started their treatment and then it was clean. Yeah, I mean, can we just say, can we say nanites? How about nanites? Yeah. Is that going to sell it for you? Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm in. I have compl- I've bought just it. <laughs> release some nanites into the atmosphere yeah. and then we're good. Yeah. Yeah, that works. Um, yeah, and then you're right. Then we get this rogue shuttlecraft, so we have to go to the hangar deck. And is that where you want it to be, Paul? Yeah, um, it's just, it's it's an interesting one because um, we're late enough in the series that last week, Harvey Mudd was in basically the same situation, mm-hmm. uh, and they beamed him because they didn't really ever do, they, I, I think we're, that was at a point of the series where they had not done the shuttle bay and they like didn't have really, the shuttle bay, maybe. They didn't have it, you know, a place to be. Um so yeah, it's cool to see it. It's cool to see the shuttle bay, and it's cool to have like a a different thing than just like oh, let's just beam them aboard. So yeah, yeah I did enjoy pretty. that the shuttle was like had Starbase Four written all over yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just so you know where it belongs and where it, it found, came from. It found, it found please return, return to Starbase Four. <laughs> that was really amazing. It's a great job. I, well, also when he gets kind of outside the hangar deck. They didn't want to show the inside. I don't know if you noticed that. So the camera angle is such that you just see this like bright green background, which is, I guess, supposed to be like the glow of the shuttle bay. Like you only see like the ship in it. You never see the person in it. Oh, okay. Okay. I thought you, okay. Got it. It's a really weird camera angle. So I don't know if they were also like trying not to show it for some reason. Well, yeah. I mean, the shuttle itself and all of that they're doing with, well, CGI. I saw the remastered, right? So I don't know how they did the original prop work. I would assume that it would be been practical Model. props, but mm-hmm. yeah. So then you're trying not to show any parts of it that demonstrate that it's a model. So right, but then we pick up Loki. Loki, Loki, Loki. We pick up Loki. Mm-hmm. He's our our first. He's our person. person. <laughs> yeah, with his weird pigmentation that Spock goes on a science rant about that Oof. doesn't really make a lot of sense. Yeah, Spock goes Ooh. on a yeah, ouch. very <laughs> dated science rant. Yeah, um, I just wrote down 1960s mumbo jumbo. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote sciencey science science. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those where like, oh cool, you guys did just just kind of discovered DNA, sure. The double helix structure of DNA. Um, the Human Genome Project is is a distance off, far enough off that it is not even... Yeah, it's not even conceived of, right? Yeah. So the things Spock says are, are dated, um, certainly. Uh, right. So same with McCoy. I think McCoy says even sillier things. But... They do, Yeah, they get they into it. They all say silly things that don't yeah. make sense. About yeah. how he's... One of his kind, right? And it's a genetic mutation. Okay, so let's just let's just accept they say yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, well, and they say it later too, right? Uh, later in the episode, much later, Kirk says something like, "You." They have this like he calls them monochromes, right? Yeah. Um, that he says like you must have been monochrome at some point. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like there's no standing for that either. Like, no, there's an alien race, um, a completely alien race, which is the big. It's it's a hinge of the trope. Right. Um. So there's no reason. I don't know. These are unforced errors. These yeah. are unforced errors. There's no reason even to be talking about these things. So yeah, it's fine. So we 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 end up in sick bay pretty quickly. My next note is that wow, is Kirk bad at diplomacy here? This dude well, wakes up and then he's like immediately harassed. He did steal a shuttlecraft. Yeah, he did Kirk's steal defense. a shuttle. 
Yeah, like they've they've taken kind of. He's not even trying diplomacy at this point. I think. I think he's talking to a person who's basically under arrest. Like yeah. it's not. It's not like oh, you're from this planet that we don't have a treaty with. It's like, you stole a shuttlecraft. That's well, and he was a asking problem. him, you know, what are you doing? What are you, what, what yeah. are you doing out here? It wasn't even that harsh, I think. And I think as, like, as a person harsher. who had taken... It does. But like, I think it, it escalates appro- kind of appropriately because it's not like the loci is helpful or explaining anything or like even like kind of acknowledging the fact that I, yeah, I stole a shuttlecraft. (laughs) I think think the Kirk interactions are the interesting part of this episode on a rewatch for me because, um, and and I'm sure we'll talk about this throughout because, right, this is the core of the episode, but the the Mm. top read on this is very straightforward, right? The top read of this is like, they put a hat on it and then they put a hat on the hat um, of the like, these two um, people who to them are very similar, see themselves as very different. Uh, and hate each other because they see themselves as different, even though we see them as the same, right? That that, right. that like gets spelled out like in so many yeah, words. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we'll um, we'll also talk about that in the messages. I'm we'll sure. we'll talk about. No, oh, I, I think we'll talk about that throughout, right? That's like the core of this episode, right? Um, but I think the more interesting read on a rewatch too. I, not to say that it's not interesting because I like that as a core of this episode. But what Kirk's role is in this, and what Kirk represents as someone outside of that trying to mediate that conflict and how he does that well or poorly well, I think is an interesting way to fit this in. Sure. And I would argue, I, I, I mean, I do think he does it poorly, but also this is the Kirk personality that I like the least in TOS. He's completely humorless. He's like devoid of a lot of the things that, that, I think make him like make his character. He doesn't have a lot of compassion. He doesn't have like a lot of diplomatic skills. He's really just like approaching this in this very gendered masculine way, just like very brash and very head on. And he makes a lot of threats. He does a lot of power plays. And I just, I don't love him here. I, I, I mean, in the end it works out for him, but it really only works out because they abandoned um, ship to go to their place. Yeah, which I think is, is yeah, there's a there's definitely an issue, a message of futility here that Kirk is, is also right. embodying. Um, but yeah, I think it's hard to, and maybe that's, I mean, maybe that's accidental or maybe, but it's hard to see what Kirk should kind of be doing in a sense. Um, I well, agree he's, that... act, he's behaving also like the two aliens are going to be reasonable and rational yeah. about this. Yeah. And he doesn't really acknowledge the fact that these people are not reasonable or rational at, according to all of the behavior they've yeah. exhibited so far. So I should probably change my approach. Yeah, and they're <laughs> like, like you're going to put me in the brig and he's like, well, no. Why would I? I like, okay. You totally and, should. And I'm very sorry. late in the episode, they're like, should we send security after him? He's like, I don't nah. know. Why? <laughs> Guys, can we just once again say... Security is so bad. Oh boy! <laughs> no. Yeah, I have a note TLS. about. I mean, I was gonna give some some grief to McCoy for having such an uh, unsecured med bay, but then Kirk later is like, "Yeah, should I have?" Yeah, but it's not McCoy's fault. Security? He's like, nah, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to trouble him. I don't see why. No, I they're, they're busy. <laughs> <laughs> you are correct, though. I, I, initially, I did have that. No, I was like, security and sick bay is just terrible. Like the guard literally left their post, but. Yeah. Then I was just like, never mind. They weren't even apparently told to watch them. <laughs> yeah. No. It doesn't it's make It's also, any. yeah, yeah. 
I mean, while we're talking about like people escaping and no security, um, the red alert effect in this. Oh movie. my oh god. god! I can't. I can't. <laughs> I know it's from Batman. It's fine. It gave me a headache. I oh did man! Not care for it? It's like some camera person was really happy. Yeah, they were. The the cinematographer. They were very pleased with themselves, but I made me nauseous. Okay, I could not deal with. And that is not the only camera (laughs) light thing that I wouldn't say made me nauseous. I think that some of the camera work in this is really good, and and it's another one of these where I think that they were probably being a little sloppier, knowing that this was going to be on. low def 60s tvs many of them black and white right so so um right one of the 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 things in terms of like the hard like really black and then really white face paint paint is almost certainly because they wanted it to contrast well on black and white tvs yeah which and is it why does. it looks and it, it does i mean, it, I mean they picked the two most contrasting yeah colors. but then on when we watch it now on tv it, it, i'm just yeah. like thinking i'm like wow they did either the lights were melting the makeup yeah. they, did, they didn't yeah. get enough powder on that yeah. they really yeah. like yeah. and i feel bad cuz like like I, I know how hard it is to get it is. stage makeup correct and whatever. And, and that line down the center is the real good. The line's great. on it's it. It's real they good. nailed that line, It's yeah. real good. I, I give them that. It's just that... that and they must have been between every The white every was tape. better than the black. Yeah, they had to touch it yeah. up all the time. They had but, to. Yeah. And it's I'm very sure it sweaty. Melting. It's melty. Yeah. yeah. yeah like, but it we was... can all agree. Well, I think some of that is that they probably had reapplied and it's still wet more than it was sweat seeping through. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And it's just the lights yeah, and right. all but, that right. jazz. Like, yeah, and they just didn't get enough powder on it. Like, that's but, just... But I think the, they didn't... The, 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 the point, though, um, of the camera work, they had a lot of these shots where they shot them from right or left to only show mm. one color or the other. Um, and a lot of these shots where they had them facing each other, so then they appear the same color or um, standing next to each other, so they appear different in profile. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought a lot of those shots, even though sometimes, right, you could see the line wasn't perfect on screen. I yeah. bet on a low-def TV in the 60s, that it was looked great. exceptional. Well, and furthermore, so. even some of the shots that I thought initially were stupid, I came back later and kind of what you're saying, Paul, I thought maybe were meant to be kind of artsy. Like um, uh, when they're doing the destruct sequence and they keep showing people's eyes. Oh, yeah. Eyes and mouths. Eyes and mouths. And at first I was like, this is like, this is stupid. Like, I don't like this. And then I thought about it more and I was like, no, I think the point of that is they're showing like, like the human part of all these people. They're showing that the color doesn't matter. Right, it's it's the eyes of like the the dude where he's like, oh shit, they're not bluffing, and then it's the eyes of Kirk, and he's like, nope, and the eyes of Scotty, and I think they might even yeah. do it to Spock. I'm not sure. Yeah, they do it, yeah, to, Spock, they do it yeah. to yeah, Kirk, Scotty, and Spock when they're giving mm-hmm. the the countdown. Yeah, so, and, then, and I I do so I, I agree with you. That has to be the um, closest LA. they get to destroying the ship, right? Oh yeah, within five yeah, seconds. I think so. It's real think close. Actually, uh, I love that scene. Ten, I think. I think it was ten seconds. Well, no, think, they get well, really down there. Once they get to five, you can't stop it. Yeah, it, 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 he stopped it at like six, six seconds. Okay, five, five. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And the like, "Okay, computer." <laughs> it's convenient that the computer kind of paused it when he said "computer." What if the computer hadn't worked? I don't want to leave Medbay. I know we kind of left Medbay. We're like jumping all over the place, but I want to. Well, so, oh, sorry, Paul. No, no. So were we talking Medbay the first time? The first or time, has... yeah. Okay. Well, I was just going to like say, like, I, I was, I, I did remember this episode, but I, I had forgotten how dark it went fast. Yeah. Like, like, 
Yeah, he's in the med bay and he's like, okay, this dude like stole a shuttle. Like one thing, right? Like, like that's not great, right? But that's, you know, whatever. That's, it's just a shuttle. But then he's like, whoa, like we got to like child abduction and forced education. We got to slavery and we got to like genocide within like just a couple minutes. And I was like, that is a lot to take in, right? Like, and then he does this like emotional, like torrent, like descent into this like really angry personality, which, I mean, I don't, he's not wrong, like, talking about those topics to be very emotional about them. But, yeah, and then he also won't cooperate. This is, okay, this is my thing, like, the entire episode. He get Lokai gets so angry at, like, the entirety of the Enterprise crew and, like, you won't help me and you're useless and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, you have not explained your position or right. your planet at all. No one knows what you're talking about. They have no frame of reference. Your planet is not part of the Federation. We don't know what's happening. They've never you, seen you're you not before. Tell, yeah, like you're not. If you're not going to explain your position, then there is no reason for the Enterprise crew to help you. Like, so it just, just not. the only thing we have to just assume that like these two two groups of people work just in very like culturally work in very different ways. You mean uh, Loki and. Um... Yeah. Beale, no, Loki and and, 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 then... the, uh, and his counterpart, Beale, and then the, the Federation people. Like, they, I don't know, they're just not, like, operating in the same way. Well, I mean, so that the first conversation, if we can go to the conversation where Beale gets aboard. Okay. Um, I mean, With his invisible ship. Yeah, in his invisible ship, yeah. That's weird. <laughs> because they didn't, it's because they, they didn't. They, they didn't have any money. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, checks yeah. out. I'm fine with it. <laughs> and they needed to get him on. I mean, and space powers, right? Space powers. Yeah, the space I mean, powers are cool. Power. They and needed the to get him cool. on the ship without a way to get off the ship. Yeah, and that which is smart. Uh, yeah, yeah. It solves a lot of things. Okay, all right. Well, if we're going to that, can we also? It's also pretty tense. It's all it like, is. like the tension oh, yeah, yeah, of like yeah. the chasing the invisible ship is pretty fun. And like, it should happen more often that like they yeah. But anyway. Well, yeah. Can we talk about the five dollar budget of the costumes while we're here? <laughs> I actually, while yes, the costumes are a little like chintzy. I actually really enjoyed like that they used gloves. I'm like, that's yeah, just someone being real smart. Yeah, like, that's just yeah. someone being real smart. And the like, same. like, we're not going to paint hands. That is a yep. terrible idea. Let's not do it. So, and I enjoyed that uh, Bella, Be how do you say his name? Beal? Beal? I thought it was Beal. Beal, sure. Yeah. Whatever. So, <laughs> I like how Beal had, you know, he's important because he has shiny business. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> we have talked about this so much. I also, the, the rock collar, the like, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, the shiny belt. The, sh and the it's choker <laughs> and the shiny hems and like the shiny glove. Like, yeah. gloves. And then, and then Loki is just like in gray. Like, just plain gray, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, do, like, I, I like this costume. I, I, mean, I, I agree, Abby, that, like, <laughs> I, I think in Trek, they sometimes, I mean, they're, they're taking overdo swings, it. right? But, yeah, sometimes they... They overdo it yeah. a lot. And I think this, I think it being this subtle is actually works quite yeah. well. Well, because the, the makeup focus, right? is the focus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. exactly. And I think that's why they did, I mean, partially I think it was they, at this point in production, have no money. <laughs> and partially just, like, they're like, you know what works? covering up everything yep. else so we only have to do their faces yeah. and also making sure it's a plain costume so that it, it, it there's differentiation enough so you know these characters are different but 
they're still basically the same. Yep. Yeah. Which I is, like of course, it. the I, point I thought of that. It was pretty episode. great. Well, so, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I think it was pretty great. But to um, to your point about culture, before before we got into a costume corner sidebar, um, I think when Beale shows up in Med Bay, that's where this is kind of like the the most thinly veiled um, sort uh, of take on this. Gotcha. Where he they are he's saying like yeah you know they they came to our homes and um kidnapped us and took us to their mm-hmm. places and and then we were slaves um and they and beale says something like no yeah well well we did that but you know we, we don't do it anymore <laughs> um uh and so you're fine so like, <laughs> <laughs> um and and i mean that's a very that's a very thinly veiled read on not only the 60s but on now of like right this argument like well yeah but that was we're not doing it anymore um, so <laughs> it's been five so, minutes since we did that so yeah so yeah. i so think loki's, loki's argument there um yeah could be I, I think they could have i don't know i don't know how this got rewritten or anything like that but it, i think it's a challenging thing to write um especially in that moment in the 60s but um that's very thinly veiled on what they're trying to get at there um and as they keep moving through the episode, though, it uh, there's one point, boy, much later, that like weird um, scene where Spock is listening through the door, and I oh, forget yeah. if it's like I kind of I have a note about that. I actually I found that really compelling to watch, yeah. and I really can't figure out why. I wasn't I found sure it so why it was in there or if it was needed, but I agree that I think it was very. I think they maybe it got rewritten, or maybe there was another scene that like was around it that got cut, but. I don't... But, I don't know, but I actually really, like, because I was, like, watching it going, like, this shouldn't be as interesting as I am finding it, where it's just Spock eavesdropping on a conversation where Sulu and Chekhov and a few other crew yeah. members are listening to Lokai talk about his, like, espouse his... Well, life. Chekhov, who's not there, early. but who talks. Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> Chekhov says, some, Chekhov says something like, um, Chekhov says... There was persecution on Earth once. I read about it in a book. I was <laughs> yeah. like, I'm like, ooh, kind of an oversimplification check off, but okay. But we'll just go um, with it, sure. But classic. No, I think if that scene was earlier and if they played that arc more, that like the reason Loki is maybe not talking to Kirk is that he sees Kirk like that he has these power structures and like yeah. that he's used to being part of this oppressed group and like he and Kirk, like, there is that read later where, like, Kirk is having a whiskey tasting with Beale in his quarters. <laughs> yeah. And then that Loki is, like, hanging out in the crew quarters, like, yeah. having with the this. the proletariat. Yeah. So, like, there's a very <laughs> easy read on that one that, like, mm-hmm. Kirk is siding, like, with this. That's how I read ruling it, too. Class. Yeah. Um, and so, in that case, Loki's right to distrust Kirk a little. Um, they, so, they kind of, like, start to push into that but i don't think then they do anything with it which that is why it, it's yeah it confusing. could have been more interesting to have more well and it could have been more interesting to have more interactions with the crew and kirk yeah like talking like the two different sides like yeah. well, and if they had gotten into the conflict of things like if if beale or loki had talked about their issues at all sure. other well, than just alluding yes. to them and being like they're terrible no they're terrible and that's and like that's it's, one of the it's reasons 
I'm sorry, Paul. Go go for it. Oh, I was just going to say, it. I don't think this, this is not one of my favorite episodes. I think I've mentioned this before, and I don't really think it's a particularly effective episode, and primarily for the reasons that you just stated. Without any of this background information, to me, this whole conflict just comes off as shallow. And the crew's interaction with these two people I think, also but, comes off as shallow. But I, but I think, think that's, that's the, the point. point. That's the point. Well, that's yes. The point of the I think, yeah. Yes, but I wanted to be like, I want there to be more between the Federation and them. I want there to be like some sort of, of explanation exploration of this and instead they just come off as these petulant children and as does but but Kirk does too too. but I think if there's if there's if there's exploration and nuance and resolution then I think that takes away from the point of this that like they their hate is all they have and their their hate is all that was driving their civilization to the point of destruction essentially right Mm -hmm. that that's the the core here that that there isn't that's how ridiculous but it's it's so shallow I don't know they could be like they could have a multifaceted personality or they could be able to engage in like some sort of civil conversation. Well, but I think that's kind of the point of the characters the two, of Loki and, and Beale is just they are so lost in their own hatreds and that they can't even have a conversation. And that's kind of the point of, of Kirk and Spock and everybody else, especially when Spockley is preaching logic to Beale in that whiskey tasting. <laughs> like, it's, the, it's the whole... <laughs> that booze. It's, I do oh, want to no, talk right? about the booze. <laughs> we can. But, but I think, I really think that's, this is not one of my favorite episodes, mostly because I find it very bleak and sad. Yeah, that's fair. But like, I, so like, I, I don't rewatch it a lot, and I had forgotten a lot of the beats of this episode mm, because okay. I just don't rewatch it because it's just it's it's upsetting, and so it's not one of the ones I go back to. But I think um, it's it's decently structured where I was I was pretty engaged the whole time going I don't know what's happening I don't know how this is I know how this resolves but I don't remember how we get there and I'm like do they ever have a conversation and no they never have a conversation because they are both so like it would have been interesting to see if one of them had been open to conversation and the other one was closed off like that might have been a little bit brought a little bit more nuance to things but because they're both so lost in hatred it is definitely speaks to the point I think they were trying to make with the episode was basically that just like bigotry is stupid yeah. and why are you doing so this? I, but I think so. that that's where they're getting these like two, they're trying to tackle two different messages, I think. And that's where it's getting confusing because one of them is this like kind of what you're saying that neither side is right. Um, and both sides irrational prejudice yeah yeah that like we we want one side to be the one that is right and the federation aside with it but but like one seed of this idea is that both sides are just wrong um, and and that child but but when then beale comes in and they're talking about that like oppressed oppressor that sort of relationship and tying it very much to these like contemporaneous examples in in world history then it's like ooh, well in a lot of those situations there is one group that's right and one group that's wrong and so that mixed messaging of trying to do both, I think, muddles both. Maybe that's um, what what annoyed me. It might be that, and it, I don't know. I guess I just I didn't like how how as I said how Kirk was how Kirk kind of like went down to that level too. Yeah, and like. I think Kirk is tricky to write in this one. This is, I think it's it's tricky to figure out what Kirk needs to do because of that mixed messaging. I think if it was the first one, would Abby saying where like both sides are just irrational and neither is clearly right, then it's it's a more interesting arc for Kirk probably. Um, but he's got to try to walk this line. 
Um, I, I would also agree with your point, Abby, that this this is not one I go back to often. So I didn't remember all the story beats of this either. I, I remembered the ending differently, frankly. Yeah, I, oh, um, cool. But I would say that this... So like Tribbles and City, right? They're always going to... We're, we're always going to be like, yeah, those are episodes that like we'd watch anytime. They're fun episodes. They're great episodes. Uh, and they are. And they're fun episodes. And they're fun to watch. But I wholeheartedly agree with your point, Abby. Like this one is harder to watch but i think also one of those more important ones that like this is some of the best that trek has to offer in this space of using like sci-fi in the future to tell these stories about the now um which is kind of the same argument we made about which chelsea will hate uh the way to eden right i think that this yeah. is very oh, similar God, to the way i to hate eden. that episode <laughs> yeah that, we know don't that, worry that, like, <laughs> This and The Way to Eden are two of those that I think are like some of the strongest track episodes and out there. Th- I don't but, like the way but are h- hard to watch. <laughs> I don't like The watch. Way to Eden for the same reason I don't like this one, which is the messages are just beaten over the head so much and it's so obvious. Like it leads nothing. It what it, like there's no intelligence of the reader assumed. It's just like very much laid out. And what I love about TOS is that often there is some subtlety and some something there for analysis that's beyond the surface. But I feel like it's also laid out on the surface level here and just I think there's a lot of layers of this, but but I also think that there's a gap there between um I think there are some of these TOS that are like very much laid out and there are some that are like really well and subtly laid out. But there are like eighty percent of the series is in the middle where Ooh. it is not, and it's like yeah. you could write a high school paper on like what this is supposed to be about, but like nobody gets it on a watch, right? That like the, the intelligence of the viewer, um, is you know it's not to say viewers are not bright that even like a well. And it's partially a difference between modern and 60s storytelling. Like there is that as well. Like there's that, that breakdown as well, where things were a little bit more bonk bonk on the head in the 60s. Like they just were, that's how they wrote things. And you don't have, you don't have arcs across episodes. You don't have I thought you were going to say the opposite thing. (laughs) Like I, I really think a lot of the messages like of these episodes are actually really subtle and and takes a lot of analysis and you can read a lot of different layers but i think that it's one of those where like if you are writing a thesis or a dissertation on one of these episodes you could find things to talk about but in casual watching like nobody picks up on a lot of these things unless Mm -hmm. they're pretty well spelled out unless they're you chelsea (laughs) (laughs) the trick becomes that a lot of these messages are just like not so anti-bureaucracy is like pretty Ugh. much in every episode because <laughs> yeah. george ronbury hated it that's not that's not like that's not a point of this series and it's not like something that would make this if that was the only thing the series did like it would not make this series worthwhile to still be watching no but um, i actually do think it's a point of the series it's one of the it points. is kind of but not like it's not the thing that people probably took away the most or was impactful or culturally relevant um it's just that that's a thing that like he didn't like um so <laughs> I, I think when we get to messages like this that are potentially impactful and can be used, right? Are, they, this is subtle enough to be like, hey, you're Kirk and you're Spock and you're looking at this conflict, right? Um, again, the read being that these people that they even put on the table in the whiskey scene, it's like, uh, come on, have you looked at yourselves? You're the same. It's like, and the, and Beale is taken aback. That like, no, of course I'm not. Like, did you not look at us? Uh, in the same way that, like, if an alien race came to Earth, and we talked about all the sort of, um, you know, wars we've fought over all sorts of things, and things like color of skin, 
um, aliens would be like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Have you checked your DNA lately? Because <laughs> you guys it's are totally the same. And uh, this is silly, right? It's the same sort of spin on this that I think Star Trek and sci-fi can do really well. Is this, is this the most well-written or well-directed episode? No. Um, this could use some cleaning. This has some sharp Yeah, points. I'm not in disagreement yeah. with you that, like, the, like, overall, like, background point of it is good. Like, yes. Like, <laughs> yes, let's not have, like, like and let's, let's be, like, anti-racist. Let's not hate each other because of irrational prejudice. Confirmed. <laughs> that is the correct way to think. <laughs> that is, like, the more moral way to think. But yeah. anyway, that's okay. I think, I think the directing, I think the writing is solid B, maybe. The directing maybe yeah. C plus. <laughs> um, there are a few lines that I think I, I don't know. Maybe this is it's better when a writer directs their own stuff because it I think be. there were some lines written that I don't think the way they were put out there was maybe the way they were written. Stage but, acted, yeah. Um, I see. But I also think, um, yeah, it's an interesting episode. Well, okay. With, uh, with some flaws. With some flaws. Let's talk about the booze because it was beautiful and it was all these beautiful colored waters and these beautiful decanters. And oh, decanters yeah, yeah. were really pretty. <laughs> I liked those decanters. Boy, where was where was Bones? bones. <laughs> Clearly they raided right, they raided Medbay to get that liquor. So like <laughs> did he just give it to him? Maybe he's in surgery yeah, or something. <laughs> Medbay slash the liquor cabinet. <laughs> Medbay slash ten forward, yeah. Um. The original ten forward. A hundred percent. Yeah, I liked that. I did it, it was great that they didn't even try to um because the things they were drinking in their glasses was clearly like something oak aged, right? It looked like a a whiskey or a bourbon or something yeah um it wasn't a colored liquid so they didn't even try to like start with <laughs> okay fair they didn't have to be drinking they could have just taken some water and put a drop of blue food coloring in it and been drinking it and yeah. pretending it's liquor but they went to the step where occam's razor here says that the thing in those glasses that they were drinking was whiskey or bourbon or something, something. okay yeah um because there's no reason to have had colored water sitting there that they could drink and then have a, a brown liquid that <laughs> does cups. not match any of those for them to make that. And also, why? how would they make that with food coloring? You so, are 100% correct. So they are unquestionably <laughs> drinking and Onset. they just have some props nearby to make it look like they're it, not. It could have been iced tea. It could have been iced tea, yeah. Iced tea is oh usually my. what is used on stage for bourbon and whiskey, just saying. Nope. Yeah, and you can make Coke color with, like uh, like all those soda commercials, it's not usually actually Coke. Thank you, fun police. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry to break your your dreams. I'm just oh, saying man. they probably weren't drinking on set. They, okay, I agree with you, Abby, but I want to read like, it like you're trailers. reading, Paul. I want to read it like they were just plastered, and that explains some of the choices they made. <laughs> I think. Yeah, but Bones isn't there. I find that weird, too. So. I, I My operating assumption is that he gave them the liquor and he just was like called away on surgery and he was like oh like <laughs> and he had to go and he was really mad about it and he probably had to give himself like an anti-drunk hypo like i don't know <laughs> like <laughs> something to like clear the alcohol out of his blood which i imagine he also invented <laughs> <laughs> this is all my headcanon <laughs> by the way checks out again i think this is a a good one on like the really the 
there is a B plot, but it's so insignificant. It's like mm. a two minute B plot that it it cuts both ways, right? That it they, it allows them to focus on this A story, um, but it also means they have a lot of time to fill in the A story. So, you know, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, can we uh, can we talk about space powers? Yeah, I think sure. we're going to spend a lot of time talking about space <laughs> Thank powers. Thank you. Because I, okay, if there was something I liked, it was these ridiculous space powers and the awesome effects. I love, okay, Damn, there's so many. Effects. Can we talk about where he burns the computer and it's like, rah, 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 <laughs> <laughs> like strobe lights? Yeah. Well, and also I'd like to know how, can you like knock out self-destruct like isn't that wouldn't that be like a one system that you can't mess with at all confirmed abby <laughs> confirmed like, that was one of my questions was like all right i i understand why he would want to knock out the self-destruct because they're obviously right. they, kirk has already proven that he would do it if he had to like but I, I i don't know that that would be a system that you could mess with because that seems also, we could talk about the self-destruct sequence because that was the whole thing that I have questions <laughs> That was about. another oh, scene that like Those went way long. <laughs> Those real Those complex, complex passwords. <laughs> One, two, three. Blow up the ship. <laughs> so I, that's, that's the code I have on my luggage. Well, I mean, I know part of it is that it's like voice imprint, voice imprint but also, yeah. but also, also uh, the code. <laughs> James T. Kirk, one A, one B. Like what? Like, what? They, they um, didn't. Kirk got lazy, and when they got the Enterprise brand new out of the, out of the <laughs> gate, he just never changed the password. Yeah, there was a post-it <laughs> note. There was, that was a post-it the note on his console that said, "Please change your password," and he just threw that away. And he was just like, "Forget it. I don't need to do but that." But the That's question is, why didn't Spock? Because we'd expect better of Spock. Right. I know. Well, I think it's nope. because the captain has to do it first. Oh, yeah, maybe he never that... did it. Spock was like, "Well, I guess this is the yeah. fucking password now." So it's maybe, been the, a... maybe that's the post-it notice to Kirk, and it says, "Please do this, and then tell your bridge staff to do the same." <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. I will totally buy that. And so every like week, Spock puts it on the agenda, but it's always the last yeah, item. And every done. week in their like faculty meeting, I mean their staff meeting, they just like throw it out, and it gets pushed to the next week. Table this until next time. We don't have time for this. We have so, to get alien medicine somewhere. So also on space powers, right? So space powers is an app description here because yes, correct. They have um, he can either kind of beam, or I guess maybe the ship did that. But he has you know an advanced ship. Mm-hmm. Um, they have like these shields that, I mean, in the in the telling of space powers are probably not mechanically driven. They're probably like biological. Um, given that they also seem to have um, some form of telekinesis, mm-hmm. um, that you know, at that point, sure, put a shield up around yourself, and they could also shock each other, <laughs> apparently. Yeah. Um, and so, and they're also very, very old, potentially immortal, right? Because he does yeah. toss out that they've been chasing each other for, again. Dumb big numbers, fifty thousand right. years. Fifty years is enough here, guys. Fifty. Yes. Just say 50. They could have said five, right? They and could have said five. Ten, ten would have been I think fine. 50's a nice sweet spot, right? That, like, yeah, he's dedicated his life to this. It's like a, yeah. you know, and his you old know, man's war lived, sure, sort of whatever. thing. Yeah, they're like elves. They just live a long time. And so... It's not the plot of old man's war, but, no. <laughs> um, Charlie Wilson's war? Maybe it's Charlie Wilson's war. Anyway. Um, <laughs> maybe it's a... Uh, what, what movie am I aiming at here? 
I'm not sure. I have no <laughs> idea either. I don't space know Cowboys? What you're talking Maybe about. Space sure. Cowboys. Whatever. Um, it doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think to that point, less than 100 will get you there. 50,000 is a little extreme. It's insane. So, yeah. Well, and in those 50,000 years, no one contacts their home planet yeah. to be like, hey, yeah. what's up, guys? To be <laughs> like, oh, cool. You predated the Federation by, let's see, about 50,000 years. <laughs> <laughs> and no one has asked you to be in it yet. Cool. Yeah. That's fun. And they're in the southernmost part of the Well, that's the other thing, Paul. Yeah, Yeah, they're they're in like the Delta Quadrant, right? Where like Voyager gets stranded. So how do they Uh, even get there? And how do they get back? I just know that they, I just know that at one point Kirk said the southernmost part of the galaxy. And I go, that's not a thing. I Well, (laughs) okay. I guess he's imagining like a 2D map, right? Or whatever. Yeah, if you're plotting it as a 2D map, isn't the, isn't the, the south end of a, projection of the 2d map of the galaxy isn't that the line between the alpha and delta quadrants though i I think it depends where they are to start i don't okay i guess where their starting point point. is either way it's dumb and it doesn't (laughs) yeah they could have just said from a far away place well yeah they could have said like the like two galaxies away or like two like two i don't know that's true we have extra galactic creatures yeah like they could have come with a lot of other no but they have to get to their planet southernmost part yeah but they also have a lot of creatures i think they push them to warp 10 that brings that comes up and that i thought that was good that was a good way to explain it but i don't understand how they get back I mean, they could Voyager it, right? They could just be like, hey, we're pretty powerful. And you want to see how powerful? Cool. We're in another galaxy now. Um, mm-hmm. And like, uh-oh, that's suspenseful now. Because <laughs> We now might they be ha- stuck here. Yeah. Um, mm. They won't be, but... They know, will not be. No. I think that's a good read on this, too, that, that stops all this, like, why aren't you Federation citizens? Yeah. yeah 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 well and nobody had even like ever seen them or like it seemed like they knew that the planet existed but they didn't had never seen the inhabitants of the planet yeah I they had never tried to like have a treaty with them mm-hmm. they'd never tried and like the federation had basically just ignored this planet I, guess. I have a lot of questions about the federation after this yeah and mm-hmm. and like how it works and and also about like their their systems of of operating with these creatures, these aliens. We get to the part where Beale has taken over the ship for the second time. (laughs) And still has no security on him. (laughs) And still is not in the brig or (laughs) like, I don't know why Spock doesn't just Vulcan nerve pinch like at some point. Like what, why, why wouldn't you just knock him? Like, don't kill him. Like Lokai wants, you know, but like knock him out. Maybe like then maybe you can get control of the ship. Like keep him under sedation. I don't know. Maybe his space powers would take that away too. I don't know. But like, there was. But they didn't even try. But they didn't even try. They were just like, well, I guess we're going to this planet now. We've already done our mission of mercy, so I guess this is just what we're what, what's going would on. Would you say this errand of mercy? Oh, uh, that's smart. You know, they do get very close in the episode to saying, uh, "Let this." They'll, they'll be like, "Let this be your last." Fighting place. Oh yeah, uh, this will be your final battlefield. That's was the it. actual line. Yeah, they. Um, I was the, mad about it. There's another one though. They do say, "Let this be your last," and then they put a different word in. I'm forgetting the word. Sanctuary. I don't know. Something. Oh, yeah. I don't remember. They keep. I don't know. They keep tiptoeing around it, which I yeah, love. Yeah, it gets close, but it never. Which happens, I love more than them saying it. it because that writer is sitting there like, "Ooh, can't say the name of my episode." Uh, I can get real some. close though. Yep. Several yep. times. Yep. <laughs> oh my goodness. So Did uh, we talk about Shuttle Bay? Because that's in my notes a lot. And uh, we d- we did. We did. I know. I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying. You know. 
We could talk about the Love chase the scene that goes on forever. And oh, man. The, uh, I, all right, here's my thing. I'm like, I'm fine with this, with the, the chase going on for a while. <laughs> mm-hmm. I am not okay with the narration of the chase going on for a while yeah. because they keep going back and forth to the bridge and to the chase. Okay. And I'm like, just do the chase show. Don't tell like, what are you doing? And the, this um, that overlay rules. of like burning buildings. Yeah. Right? Which is uh footage from world war two. I was figuring it was probably London. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Uh, it doesn't say, uh, in memory alpha didn't say what the footage exactly was, but it but was it bombing post world war two. That checks out. Mm-hmm. Um, which I, which I is a lot of parallels when here. I watched it. Yeah. 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 A lot of I like that. That's in nice. World war two as well. I mean, yeah. obviously. Um, yeah. And I, yeah, I didn't mind the chase scene really. Like I, I think they could have, it went on for a bit. For sure. And I'm still not 100% sure how they got down to the planet. Space powers, I guess. I mean, Telepor- they, were they, they the... made it to the teleporter. No, I know. They, they got to the teleporter. I just don't know how they were able to do it themselves. Oh, but I guess because, space powers. Because Spock was like watching them and just being like, hey, they're here now. And he's like, <laughs> They well, weren't even trying. Like, uh, you guys also, are correct. I Again, this is another one of these like weird stage directions that the, the look, uh, the read that they gave while running... Was much more you. You're nine tenths of the way through a marathon, yeah, and I not agree. like, hey, you're chasing a guy, because yeah. they were la- doing that. Like, oh, I've been running forever. Like my arms are like barely moving. I'm just kind yeah. of shuffling, Agreed. which is maybe like they didn't want the camera operator staff to sprint, so they said like jog, and that's what it looks like. But it was not a very convincing running it, scene. It was not it a convincing chase. Like I, I understand I liked the the World War II imagery behind it because I think that does kind of show the state of mind of the two aliens where they're sure. like kind of losing their shit at that point because they're like their entire civilization yeah. has been destroyed, yeah. which makes sense. But yeah, I yeah. I think though yeah, it, it's one of those where if you were directing it and you they don't do tons of these like creative camera shots, but if you were to put a camera like at the end of a hallway in a corner. Yeah. And then you have one of them like run in from a doorway at the far end and then run towards you and pass the camera. Mm-hmm. Right. And then just like that quick one, two seconds. And you just do that a few times of like, they're running through all these places in the ship and the cameras are seeing I them see. from all, or you put one yeah. like above a hallway straight down and they just run under it. That it's right. all these like weird parts of the ship, maybe where Spock has cameras, right? <laughs> we're like Spock scene. Mm-hmm. And then Spock's like, oh, yeah, they're here now. They're here now. Um, yeah, that would have worked. That would probably be a much been easier read on more that. More effective. But... And also, so what's their plan? When, is their plan going to be to just hunt each other until the end of time? I Basically, think that's the read, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. the read on All right. For sure. Confirmed. Just wanted to double check. Yeah. It's, it's, that, it's that bleak ending I was kind of talking about earlier that is part of the reason I don't rewatch this episode. Is just because I'm like it's so upsettingly bleak. Yeah. <laughs> Where they don't solve anything, they aren't able to help, they aren't able to do anything. It's just these mm-hmm. two aliens who are the only relics left of their society, and they still can't even like get over their own internal hatreds hatred to have a conversation. Like it's they're so just gonna they're gonna eliminate the <laughs> last gonna, members of their society. Yeah. They're going to finish the genocide that their civilization started. And it's so upsetting. It made me, it made me, um, I wish there was a way to do this one. The, the, the thing that I would have liked as a read would be if they were the last two, but there was some way to repopulate their species. Mm, Um, And so one read on that would be um, to just, you know, have one of these be female. But then I think that that introduces too much. It adds an extra layer of then gender on this already 
Um, you could toss out there very early. You can make them very androgynous and just say, like, Spock could say something offhanded about gender and they could say, we don't have gender. Yeah, I was going to say, we, and we were actually assuming that they do have gender because they're played by male actors, but they could yeah. be asexual. They could, you know, but who knows a how they throwaway line, A throwaway line like that could give Kirk a line at the end to say, like, right. look, you two could still, like, you could repopulate your planet. And they say, no, we, we're going to kill each other instead is <laughs> like adds to that despair, adds to mm-hmm. that like. And so I, I said earlier that I had misremembered the story beats. I remember for some reason them killing themselves on the ship. I remember them getting oh. into that fight. And then oh, the no, ship, I so. remember th- I remembered the ending. So, I didn't remember basically anything else about this episode, but I remember the ending, the ending yeah. of them basically chasing each other for eternity. Which I don't think changes much, frankly, like whether they no. kill themselves on the ship or chase each other eternally it's, like yeah they the end result is the same they're both futile you know, yeah pursuits it's, but yeah um i will say you know just as a sidebar scotty really has bad teeth he does <laughs> that was a weird close-up yeah i, it, I bet it looked I, better on I small hate, tvs i hate any close-up of mouths because i i'm so self-conscious about my own teeth that i'm just like anything is just like nope no thank you yeah <laughs> we're lucky to have good dental care that made me remember that yeah, it's one of those where, like, yeah, I guess you don't realize until you're shooting it, and then it's too late to be like, oh, James Duhan, uh, we'll get schedule a dentist appointment for today and uh, get those teeth a little well, cleaner for this And one, I but. also think that, the uh, in general, people had worse teeth, right? Like, it like kind of looked like a lot of it was, teeth. like, gumware on the bottom. It looked mm-hmm. like, I mean, I would assume he was probably Everyone, yeah, with smokers. Um, yeah, they're sm- yeah, they have gum disease. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so... Maybe could have just slapped in, you know, some overlay dentures or something. <laughs> Shall we antagonize? I think. Yeah. Yeah. We I'm should. Pull it up. So, in terms of antagonists, <laughs> so antagonists in this episode are. I, I don't know. I think this is. I, I was having trouble with thinking about this one. Uh, it's. It, I mean, so it's both of them, right? As a pair. Yeah. Unquestionably. Right. But where do they fit? Because they have space powers. We have already they established that. They do have space that. powers. There are right. some space powers. So, um, do they have to be under this alien power category? No, no. I mean, those are just kind of like broad categories that we've been using. That, although, I mean, they kind of fit in there. They're kind of. Well, they kind of are superhumans. Not terrifically different from, say, like a Sylvia. Yeah, I, mean, I think she's stronger. But I think that's not a bad, like... Well, they he can, like, control stuff and things, but I don't know that they have power to, like, conjure things up. True. So he's closer to Herman, in a way. Well, but... Yeah. But he's also able to, like... He can't be attacked. Neither of them could be attacked in any sort of way. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, they yeah. They can shield themselves. That's they can, like... They can move the ship at warp 10... I might compare like, it to like the companion in uh, *Metamorphosis*. I, think, I mean, I think that's in a similar place, right? I think place, that's right? a close. Yeah. Can the companion, the companion move the ship? I think so. The companion could do a bunch of stuff, oh. like physical stuff. Oh, I mean, yeah. Nancy's above that, and Nancy can't, right? So. Right. I mean, it's not that one of them has a power or doesn't. It's that the the like. Mm. The danger level. Uh, yeah, that that like just. You know, they're gonna. There's gonna be some apples and oranges. Yeah, I mean, they. Well, they're they're stopped by Kirk's threat, so they couldn't stop the the destruction sequence. But then later, they they take it out, as you mentioned, Gabby. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I will say, I guess we didn't talk about it in the episode, but that Kirk speech at the end is a very good speech. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess 
that's what there is to say about it. <laughs> Go watch it. It's just a very good Kirk speech that is that rings very true. Um, I guess that's the that doesn't even stop them though. Like they don't. No one stops them. They do what they want to do yeah. at every juncture. Yeah. Um, whereas, like again, not to say this would be the benchmark we use, but like even Apollo, like they stop Apollo. Right. Um, good point. They don't stop Magmar. <laughs> they just say <laughs> bye, Magmar. Um, yeah. They don't stop the Telosians, frankly. Um, they don't stop so, Mitchell. Again, again, not to say that. Yeah, th- yeah. Elizabeth stops Mitchell. Um, so it's not to say that that should be like the sole thing, but I think that's zoning in on like we're in the right area. Yeah. I like being right there next to Sylvia. But I'm fine with it. I'm kind of. I probably put him. I probably put them under Sylvia. I think she's I, a little more powerful. Yeah. But she can change clothes on a whim. Just uh, one example. <laughs> and her hairstyle. Don't forget that. Yeah. Do you yeah, like important. this? And or they this? can't change their appearance, apparently, because that's like a big part of this episode. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do like that. And and, and Sylvia is extra galactic and um, Good point. also and seemingly not. immortal. Although they're those weird creatures that they do like at the end just dissolve or whatever, right? <laughs> oh, I like them. And the... become fraggles. Yeah. They become fraggles. They're really cute. Yeah. So we're saying uh, below Sylvia? Is that what we just yeah, said? Yeah, below okay. Sylvia. Cool. But above I'm, the Skolosians. Yeah, Dila and the Skolosians. Why am I forgetting Dila and the Skolosians? They're the small it, ones. They're, they're tiny. They're the tiny the ones bugs. that live that live fast. The, yeah, they, oh, they, yeah, they make the buzzing sound. Or they sound. live fast. Yeah, they live That's fast. Right. Live fast, die hard. That's mm-hmm. um, <laughs> die hard six. Um, but <laughs> cool. <laughs> That's the one where Spock fixes the whole ship in the blink of an eye. Or the wink of an eye. You're welcome. <laughs> oh goodness. Cool. Cool. Should we do bingo? Boy, Chelsea, what do you do think bingo. on bingo? I definitely don't think we got it because they're just, as you're saying, like, I mean, they missed some obvious opportunities, like McCoy not drinking. Although I think we could assume that he, he that was his he alcohol, but he technically That's... did not drink. Yeah. Um, um... Uh, like uh like no one died like nurse chapel was there i'm not sure she did the thing on her she oh no i think it's just nurse chapel up here yeah, so we I have think nurse she chapel. just has to be there um, um no like nerve pinches there's i don't even know if there's a captain's log to be honest uh, i think there was at the very start because i think he's talking about the planet that they're trying to save uh yes okay was that a log i Yes, it must have been. That's right. They usually start the episode with one. i think you're right though there's just not a lot yeah it just doesn't like, seem like that much there is space powers. There's space powers. Uh, there's a recurring actor. I'm sure one of those dudes, like in the rec room, is a recurring actor. Yeah. Okay, so I have two clarifiers. Um, one I am more for than the other one. So, uh, visiting alien ambassador is a jerk. Like, Ooh. yeah, that's yeah, he totally yeah. is. Like, like he's Absolutely technically does. not really visiting. He kind of just appears. But like, both of them are kind of he... assholes. <laughs> Beal especially the, comes on the pretense of like of being there on diplomacy. Agree, agree. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, he's okay. a jerk. Cool, cool, cool. And yeah, he's super, super a jerk. Um, the other one that I have a question. Do I have a question about? Yeah, I do. Um, I had to make sure it was on the sheet. <laughs> uh, weapons don't work, so they do say phasers on stun. So that one is covered. Oh, yeah. But like, 
the the weapons discharge, but, but they, they don't, don't work, work on, the, on aliens. the aliens. So I think we've gone back and forth on this one. We have. I think at least today I'm feeling like their weapons are ineffective is kind of the square. And I know Chelsea will back me up. I think we get it. hundred <laughs> percent. So the, the weapons don't work. They bounce off the aliens. They're useless. They're rendered yeah, they, useless. It ties in with space powers, right? It's that same like... It's essentially mm-hmm. the alien has some sort of space powers that make the weapons not an option, and that's okay, what this is. Correct. So. That's fine. I'm cool with it. All or right, something cool, 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 is. Cool. Yeah, they're tra- they're taking weapons off the table. You know? All right, that's fine. So we are one away, two different ways. Are you serious? How's that even mm-hmm. possible? <laughs> there's actually more in this episode than you think there is. Okay, let's um, go. And it, it's uh, so there's captain's log. There's actually two captain's logs. So oh. the, that covers. Nurse Chapel's there. Spock says fascinating twice, but that wasn't on the sheet, but he does say it twice. Okay. Um, phasers are on stun, space powers, ancient earth history is referenced. Uh, there's a Kirk speech. Sulu sets the course uh, late in the episode, and there's recurring actor. And then, of course, we had the two we talked about, weapons not working, and alien ambassador is a jerk. What did we need? Um, we needed either a way team trapped on planet, and this is a bottle episode, so that's not going to no. happen. Um, and then we needed prime directive ignored. Nah, yeah, so, and they're clearly a spacefaring yeah. civilization, so yeah, right. So it wasn't, it was not going to happen. But we, I mean, there was that's a, a lot. That's episode. a lot more than yeah. I thought. Yeah, the sheet, like the sheet's pretty, like wow. Yeah, you're yeah. right. We have quite a few, but yeah, close, but no bingo. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, so shall we find out what we're going to okay. watch? Okay, can next we start? Time? Can we start? Uh, a new tradition since there's so few less of guessing each week. We do that every week. <laughs> okay, Kelsey. yes. But I want it to be either the Galileo 7 well, or... I like well, you only get one guess, Chelsea. Okay, I'm going to guess the Galileo 7. Then I'm going to guess... Um... If either I'm going to go with right, Arena. Because like, Arena gonna... is still in there. I'm going to, like, send one of you something if either of you ever get it right. <laughs> I mean, it's going to get close to the end, and we're going to... Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I want to well, rise. That's not going to count, I mean, okay, we're look, still at enough that that would be... Our odds right now are, like... It. Our odds right now are about 1 in 20. Yeah, 1 in like, 20. It's like hitting a, a nat 20 on a d20. So, like, I don't, I don't hate our odds right now. <laughs> and both right, of well, us are making a roll, so... I promise... Until we get down to like the last five, maybe if one of you guess right, I will send you something. I want a prize. I want a prize (laughs) so badly. It's not going to be like expensive, but it'll be something cute. All right. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I love prizes. I'll post a picture of it like on the Facebook or something. (laughs) All right, but uh, we are staying in season three. Neither of you are right, so right now neither nobody gets a prize. Is it the empath? It is the end. Why didn't you guess that, Chelsea? Why did you not guess the one that you guess all the time? I am so happy. You guys, this is in like my top three favorite episodes. I don't love this one, but you know. Season three, episode 12. Trapped trapped in an alien laboratory. Kirk, Spock, and McCoy meet an empath and are involved in a series of experiments. Yes! Chelsea is so happy right now, you guys. Oh my gosh, (laughs) McCoy's like shining moment in TOS. She talks about this episode all the time. All the time. I cannot believe that you didn't just guess that one in TOS. I thought about it too, and then I I was going to say the Galileo 7 or the Empath. That was, but then you said I could only have one. I was going to say, boy, if it had been Spock's brain, that would have been the real just. The real trait. The real <laughs> Always say Spock's brain. The real bull. All right. Well, uh, lovely listeners, don't forget you can follow us on your social media of choice. Uh, Facebook and Instagram is where we hang out the most. 
Uh, you can email us, info at 3dbeamup.com. Um, don't forget to subscribe and share and all that good stuff. Rate us if you would like. Um, it is helpful. Uh, Tell your friends. Will, yeah, yep. Word of mouth, you know. Uh, all that fun stuff. And we'll see you next time for one of Chelsea's favorite episodes. Yeah.